Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. What's up, guys, and welcome back to Three Rounds. I'm back from UFC 283, and Rio de Janeiro was Beautiful guys. I went outside one time and the sights. Oh my God. The sights in this beautiful place was unreal. Even though DC really don't travel outside very often. One of my favorite sights was that we got a new light heavyweight champion. He was crowned last weekend. And that's something I'll get into a little bit later. Honestly, both of the new champs from last week already seem to have what's next set up. But if you remember the old stories, the soap opera, it's as the world turns, right? Let's get to the fight. I'm going to show yeah. you how yeah. Yeah. I'm experienced. Round one. The middleweight champion, Alex Pereira, he's got his immediate plans mapped out. And although he may not have been able to tell with the way that he was glaring at Jamal Hill last weekend, he has his sights set on 185 pounds. Now, Alex Pereira has the frame of a 205-pounder a big 205-pounder. But first, and before he can do any of that Jamal Hill revenge, he's got to deal with his weight class, right? He's got to deal with middleweight. But, bro, standing in that octagon with him the other day, after Glover Teixeira was in there retiring, the way he was glaring at the champion was crazy. He was piercing through Jamal Hill, standing there as, like, just stoic, like, big old dude. But... Before he can do that, before he can start trying to chase down champ champ status, he spoke about his division, stating, quote, it'll be one of two guys. I see the two guys, Adesanya or Robert Whitaker. Adesanya was a dominant champion, so he has the preference to be competing for the belt again. But if he doesn't want that, it'll be Whitaker. I don't think that they'll put someone else in there other than Whitaker. He already said, that his game does not match well with Edesanya, but he believes that he would be a really good fight for me. So I'll be ready for both. He said, I won't do anything to hurt Edesanya's plans and avoid the fight. If that's what he wants to do, we'll fight. And if for some reason he doesn't want to fight me, that makes no difference to me. 
it'll be Robert Whitaker instead. And if Whitaker doesn't want it, there are several other people that do want to fight him. Now, Alex Mahida is alluding to the Hamza Chemaevs of the world and all the other guys that state and say they want to fight against him. But when you talk to that guy, he is not afraid of anyone. He is willing to fight anyone. And as he said, the Robert Whitaker fight stylistically may not seem to match up. It may not seem ideal for him because of Whitaker's ability to secure takedowns if need be, especially when we saw Ed Asanya have an ability to not only take him down, but hold him down and keep him down. But he ain't shying away from it. He's saying that if that's the fight, I'm ready for that fight. Now, when you see Izzy hold him down for as long as he did, you start to question whether or not he could handle the wrestler. But don't forget, guys, he got taken down based on one of his mistakes. It wasn't Edesanya shooting on him, taking him down. And I'm a guy that when I see Alex Bejeda, I wrestle Alex Bejeda. And there are multiple clips of it. Everywhere I run into the guy, I try to single leg him. And when I grab his leg, dude is strong. He goes right to my wrist with his hands. And he starts to try to defend the right way. Now, am I saying that I couldn't take him down? No, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that as a big guy, now me heavy, overweight, not a head, not, not anywhere near weighing what this guy weighs, when I grab him, he does feel pretty strong. And he does seem to have an understanding of how to defend takedowns. But I do believe that that comes when the takedown is thrown at him, I think where he may struggle is with all the in-between wrestling. When you're scrambling, when you're in there and you're kind of getting a takedown, but then you defend it, and then you got to get to the next level of the takedown. I think that is where Alex Bahada may struggle. But I'm telling you, from grabbing him, just grabbing him with my hands, he has an understanding of how to defend himself when guys are trying to take him down. And that may spell disaster for the guys at middleweight because if he can't take this dude down, we have seen him outstrike the best striker in the UFC middleweight division that we'd seen since Anderson Silva. So it's not an easy thing to beat this guy. But it's crazy, right? Because payton has got options. He's got so many prospects for championships. This is a guy that many thought was a weak champ. That's why Hamza Chemaev was right away saying, I want to fight him at 185. But now he's got Jamal Hill speaking his name at 205. He's got Israel Adesanya and Robert Whitaker on the docket at 185. He's got options. And I don't think I would tune out for any of them. Every guy that this man speaks about, I would tune in to watch him fight. Right now must be a great time to be Alex Bejeda, that Brazilian powerhouse, that guy that seems to strike fear in most, but excite many. But did you see how he looked at Jamal Hill? Those eyes would strike fear in most. One guy that's not afraid, though, is Hill. That would be an unbelievable fight also. Round two. Jamal Hill's the man now. Jamal Hill became the light heavyweight champion last weekend in Brazil, as you all know. And I believe that the thing that stood out most to me 
was his ability to deal with Glover Teixeira wherever the fight went. His ability to overcome even when things went a little sideways with him. That wasn't an easy fight for Jamal Hill because he got a Glover Teixeira that, one, thought that he was a better matchup for him than Magomed and Kalayev. He thought that it was a striker in front of him that if he took him down and if he was relentless, he'd be able to wear him down. Not only because of the style matchup, but because of the inexperience of Jamal Hill. But what did Jamal Hill do? At every moment, even though Glover was relentless, Jamal matched it every turn. And not only did he win, dude put a beating on the former champion. And I I kind of thought that he had a chance to win the fight. But I spent time with Jamal last week, and I never have seen a guy that's more calm in the face of something so daunting, on the verge of something so massive. For the first time, I'd never seen someone so calm. I, I speak back to 2015 when I was about to fight John Jones. New Year's Eve, I was in my hotel room at the MGM Grand, going to bed, cutting my weight, wake up at midnight to kiss my wife and my children and then go right back to sleep. I wake up the next morning at 12.01, John Jones was at Hakkasan. <laughs> he was ringing in the new year. But this was him eight UFC title fights in. We're talking about a kid in Jamal Hill who got in on the Contender Series, who worked his way up and had fought in main events but had never been on the stage that he was on going into the fight last weekend. And he handled it like an absolute pro. He handled like he had been there 10 times before. But even in performing at that level, he needed a a, a dance partner and said, because of Glover Teixeira's durability and how impressed he was by it, he was able to put on that type of performance. Dude said that he could not believe that Glover Teixeira withstood the onslaught. Guys, Glover Teixeira got hit with 232 significant strikes. We all love Glover. And we've all cheered for him. But make no mistake about it, from pillar to post, this was a beating. This was Jamal Hill outclassing Glover Teixeira. And I've got friends around the world that talk to me and they go, man, Jamal Hill looks like he can fight like any dude off the streets. He kind of leans back when he throws. He's throwing from odd angles. But we talked about this. Jamal Hill was not just throwing. He knows what he's doing. He's setting up these shots to get to these positions where he's hitting Glover Teixeira. And we were all, like, tremendously impressed. All impressed. Sat there at the table at the end of the fight, and I said, wow, it'll be very hard for somebody to beat this kid. Well, one guy right away goes, I'm here. And it was Yuri Prohoshka. He had things to say about the new champion right away, even saying that he ain't going to be as long out as we thought initially. He won't be away as long. Said that he's got his eyes set on summer to fight the new champ and that he's progressing much quicker than he thought. He thought he was going to be out for 18 months, said that he's going to be a lot sooner. Both of these guys made crazy Instagram videos 
Yuri said, I'm here. Jamal said, but where you at, though? <laughs> Two young and hungry, extremely talented strikers. I'm all in. I'm all in. But that leads me to this question. How does the former champion get the belt back? Because I'm telling you, spending that time with Jamal Hill in Brazil, his calmness, his ability to deal in the face of adversity, his ability to understand and recognize that he's on the cusp of something great and not let it hinder him as we get to 10 seconds. It's like nothing I've ever seen before in person. And I don't know if I'd favor any light heavyweight in the world to beat this guy right now. But your Prohaska's ready to try. I'm It's time for round three. Let's call this one my round three roundup. Because I've got a few topics I want to touch on that if we don't do them now, I don't have time to get them all in. First, you guys know that last week, the big news was Francis Ngannou leaving the UFC. A lot of people were excited for Francis and his prospects outside the octagon, and many thought that they would lead to him fighting Tyson Fury, who has a fight against Usyk coming up first for the heavyweight, undisputed heavyweight championship of the world. Francis is living life, and Fury was the one that said, hey, Francis, I heard you recently got released. I got an opportunity. But then he has the most odd opportunity I think I've ever heard. He wants to fight Francis inside a cage, four-ounce gloves. So it looks like MMA, but he wants boxing rules. Why? <laughs> Why? You're the king. You're the king, Tyson. Francis Ngannou left the UFC and is pursuing boxing because he recognizes that the biggest money fight out there is Tyson Fury. So why in a cage? Why boxing rules? It literally just doesn't make much sense to me. I would love to hear him elaborate on why that is the course that he has taken. Like, why? It just doesn't make much sense. Why give Francis Ngannou, who literally has a puncher's chance, only more of a puncher's chance? Because heavyweights wear 10-ounce gloves. You put Francis in 4-ounce gloves, we have seen what he can do to people. Help us out, Tyson. Why? Anthony Smith weighed in as uh, a backup fighter last week and missed the weight. I'm surprised that doesn't happen more often. Because while guys are getting their show money to go out there as a backup fighter, still very difficult to make that weight, especially knowing that it most likely won't happen. You most likely won't get an opportunity to fight. So I think that it probably should happen more. Pantoja did too last week, and he made the weight. But again, he didn't get anything but money to do that. This whole backup fighter thing, this is something that's happened more recently. I understand why the UFC does it, but I'm surprised it doesn't happen more where the guys don't make the weight. Brandon Moreno dominated Davison Figueredo last week, and it was not a competition. He's the better fighter. Davison's going up to 135. 
Brandon said that inside the octagon, they spoke a little bit, and Davis said, I apologize for the words. I'm only trying to sell the fight. I don't know what more he could have said. Dude just outclassed him. In this series, Brandon Moreno has proven superior. But what's next is a guy that he's lost to twice in Pantoja. Pantoja is excited about the fight because I think that he's expecting the same guy. He better understand very quickly that this is a whole new Brandon Moreno. This guy is not the guy that he was before. He's a savage. He's a dog. And he's so well coached, he's only going to get better. But hats off to the assassin baby because Brandon Moreno was in there with a guy in Brazil that had just beaten him. And while it was close the time before and close in fight number one, he shut the door immediately in that fourth fight. And there's no reason for us ever to see it again. I was very vocal about Lauren Murphy and the Jessica Andrade fight getting stopped. So many agreed with me. Some people said that I was a, uh, I don't know what they call those, those white women that, um, that, uh, <laughs> that always, a uh, Karen. Somebody told me that I was a Karen because I was saying stop the fight because she was getting beat. Well, let me tell you something. I'm not a Karen. If Matt Brown agrees with me, you guys know that Matt Brown is a savage motherfucker in his own words. He's a savage. He said even he would have stopped that fight. When Lauren Murphy could not mount any sustained offense, you do her a favor of stopping the fight. You save her from herself. So in my roundup, Tyson Fury explained us why you wanted in the cage. Anthony Smith, not really a big deal. Hats off to the assassin, baby. And stop the fight. I'm not a Karen. I'm not a Karen. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, now for my final thought. Happy trails to my friends. Shogun Hu and Glover Teixeira. You know, very rarely do you get two guys of that caliber walking away from the game, and you get to stand in the octagon with them. I, I think it was a tale of two stories, though. Glover got it as good as it gets by going out there on his shield and still standing. Shogun Hua got it how most of us get it. You go out on your back to the younger fighter that's on the ascent as you are on the way out. But in both instances, although the results were the same in terms of losses, but the way that the visuals played out were much different, they aren't hurt in defeat. These guys' legacies will stand the test of time, especially Shogun Hua, who we have seen go from pride champ to UFC champ, Glover becoming the champ at 42 years old. I mean, these guys are absolute savages. And congratulations to the king of Rio, Jose Aldo. Tears streamed down his face as he was announced. And it was so heartfelt to watch that guy who was so good finally get his flowers. There's nothing like going into the Hall of Fame. And now the UFC Hall of Fame is becoming what most sports Hall of Fames are to the athletes getting put in. But trust me, guys, there are a number of guys going into the Hall of Fame this year. You guys are going to love it. So stay tuned. Till next time, guys. Like, subscribe, tell your friend to tell a friend that DC has a YouTube channel and tap in. Till next time, peace. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.